Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host. Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we are going to have a show today about the healing power of music. Mm -hmm. And music is such a wonderful thing. And we've got some great women on today. And they've got a really cool program we want to tell you about. So how do you want to introduce them? Sure, Mom. We're fortunate today to have two guests who work together. Uh, Jane Franz is the executive director for Accorda Music Fanontology Institute. She is a certified music fanontologist. Jane worked for Peace Health Medical Centers and Hospices and co-founded the Music Fanontology Training through Lane Community College in Oregon. She co-authored from Behind the Harp, Music in End of Life Care. Laura Moya is joining us as well, and she is program director, faculty member, clinical mentor and voice instructor with the Corda Music Fanontology Institute. She has been employed at Providence St. Vincent Medical Center for over 22 years. Both Jane and Laura appear on two albums from the Deep Earth and Loom of Love. So welcome Jane and Laura. Thank you. Thank you, Heidi. And thank you, Gloria, for having us here today. Yeah, it's it's great having you both on today. And I wanted to start out a little bit with how you got into this field. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about it, Jane, first? Well, yeah, my story is quite simple. I lost my sister when she was 38 years old to breast cancer, and she never wanted to admit that she was dying. And she fired nurses and doctors and family members who wanted to talk about the fact that she was, in fact, dying. And it was very difficult. She died a very hard death. And afterwards, I thought to myself, you know, there had to have been something else, some other way we could have been with her, communicated with her, uh, that didn't have to do about with talking about her, her dying. And then I learned about music thanatology, and that was in 1998. And I said, that's it. I have to do this. And that's what I've been doing one way or another ever since. And, and I was going to ask you, Jane, what exactly is music thanatology? Music thanatology, the study of death and dying. And then okay. music thanatology brings music, specifically harp and voice, into that realm to serve the emotional, physical, and spiritual needs of those who are terminally ill, who are dying, their loved ones, their caregivers. From a very young age, I've always loved to sing up to my young adulthood where I was a professional musician. And I learned very early on the power of music. I had been working at that time in a credit union. And I remember reading this book. And in the book, there was a chapter on music thanatology written by Tree schroeder Schieker. I read that chapter and I there was something deep inside me going, I would like to be able to offer music in that way, not as a performance, 
but as a, a presence and as an offering of support to others. So I eventually went to the uh, training. Why the harp? The harp is an instrument that is capable of offering not only a melody, but also an accompaniment, much like a piano. It's a polyphonic instrument. So if you think of other instruments, they're really characterized as being a melodic instrument or a rhythmic or accompaniment um, type of instrument. But with a harp, you have the capacity to offer melody and accompaniment at the same time. We get so many uh, responses with a harp music. And I think the most common response that we get is that it is soothing. Mm -hmm. And so there's a this mysterious quality about the harp. And I believe that it is it has to do something about the actual connection of human fingers, human hands to the strings. The vibration level of the harp, when I'm around a harp, it almost, if you sit there and quietly listen, it, it seems to stimulate your own inner body. You know, that's really the reason that we use them. One of them is because unlike the guitar, where the strings are up against a body, unlike the piano, where the strings are encased in a box, the harp strings are open to the air on every side. And so the vibration goes out until it meets something that it can either rebound off of or enter into. And it uh -huh. so happens that the human body is one of those surfaces that this music can enter into. It can pass through the outside of it and into the interior of it. And the harp allows for that vibration to go deeply and to be conducted through the skin and the sinews and the bone of the person, as well as just hearing it in the air. It's a very powerful transmitter of sound. Yeah, I think about that. You were saying that you not only do it at the hospital beds, but sometimes you do it at funerals. And I, I, I was uh, looking at it online with the group. I was thinking, wow, when you get how many harps is in that are in that one picture? Probably ten or something. When you get them playing together, it must be incredible. When we do community outreach, it's so glorious to get a group of us uh, uh, playing the harps. And the, it, it, it's an instrument, like Jane was saying, that does not need to be amplified. And so those that vibrational material is really glorious when you have two or more uh, harpists. And you know what? At, in our training, we will have teams going mm -hmm. out and offering this music to patients and their families. So... Um, the imagination of being able to come into a room and be on each side of the bed and have that person have surround sound. It's almost like the harp is speaking and the harp is weeping and the harp has emotions. I mean, it, it almost comes alive. You know, absolutely. And uh, as a professional music thanatologist, we're trained to be as present as possible with uh, whomever we're playing for. 
and we're responding in those kinds of ways. So we sometimes we reflect with the music. So if there's an outpour of grief, the music can shift. You know, it may be um, this this expression of of grief, of of crying. Um, also, many times we will um, try to alleviate processes. So if there is a person in pain or in agitation, we as music thanatologists try to offer the music in a way that it could support the experience of lessened, pain being lessened or alleviated. Something we see very often in the vigil setting and at funerals and memorials is that people don't know what to do. They don't know what to mm -hmm. do with their grief that's rising up in them. And they want to stay stoic and strong very often. And then the music and the voice enter and it creates a softened place, a softened state into which people can do their own process. It doesn't tell them how to feel. It doesn't tell them what to feel. And very often we find that people go from being all manner of emotions, stoic, angry, shut down, whatever, to tears. Now might be a great time to play a piece from this music. Wow, Heidi, that really does touch your heart, doesn't it? It does. It brings you to a really deep place. That's why I love music. Mm -hmm. That internal vibration is really amazing. Well, you guys do fantastic work. I wanted to ask, what has it done for you as a, uh, having lost your sister? What coming into music, what has that done for you personally? Well, I'll tell you from my own personal experience, um, after my sister's death and after I went to school and became a music thanatologist, it gave me a way to connect with her mm -hmm. because I don't believe that death is the end. And I don't believe that all the tens of thousands of people that we've played for are gone. And so playing the music always opens that ethereal space to bring in the presence of those who have passed over that that line who are not in the physical anymore. I love connecting with Scott through music, my brother. 
especially music that we both shared together that we liked. I mean, when it comes on, I'll sing and I'll be like, oh, I love this song. It was my brother's favorite. And I'll sing along, you know, sing to it and, and just, you know, have so many memories come flooding back about our relationship and be feeling connected also in the present, like you said, Jane. How can I find you? You would want to go to www.accordaschool.org. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jane and Laura, for being on our show today. Well, thank you for having us. And thank you for all the good work that you're doing out there in the world. A pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Jane and Lauren. Thank you so much for helping people find hope again with music. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on this show today. And Heidi and I always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own. And God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.